Hey, it's your tip of the week. Short and sweet parenting tips here with part two on allowances. This week, we're talking about natural ways to teach your kids about spending and an approach that encourages saving without lectures or multiple piggy banks. If you missed part one, we not only talked about allowances, but other sources of income like chores, grades, and gift money. Establishing an allowance, which we covered previously, and managing your kids' spending, which we're talking about today, are very closely related, so we'll recap at the end to tie everything together. (laughs) It's time for kids' activities. Hey kids, here is a fun activity. You will need streamers or crepe paper and some masking tape. If you don't have any streamers, you can always just use the masking tape. I hope you have a good hallway for this. Tear the streamers into long pieces and tape each end to the different sides of the hallway right about waist level, kind of like a finish line ribbon would look. If you just have tape, use one long piece of tape and tape the ends to opposite walls. Now do this a bunch more times along the way, but zigzag the streamer pieces making some high and others low. Now you have a fun obstacle course to try to get through. First, see if you can get through without breaking any streamers or tape lines. Then, when you get good at that, try to go through without touching any streamers or tape. (sighs) Ah, I wish I was a kid again. Giving our kids an allowance is a natural way to put spending in our children's hands. Using their own money to buy things benefits kids because it can empower them to make spending choices, which improves responsibility and self-esteem. And we as parents can use the allowance as a teaching tool to encourage responsible spending and saving. Establishing this system will also pay dividends, seriously, no pun intended, in the future when your young adult is successfully managing their own money. Something we thoroughly discussed last week in part one is acknowledging the challenge for very young children to understand how much things are worth or what money even represents. So in the beginning, specifying an amount of money for an allowance might be beside the point. If you have a little one and didn't hear part one on income, you may want to go take a listen. Regardless of the age of your kiddo now or how you plan to implement their first allowance, you can start out by introducing the concept of your child having their own spending money. This mini lesson could even take place before you start giving Junior an official allowance. Just tailor the conversation to your kid's age and maturity. Like, you don't have to give your kid's economy 101 unless, of course, you feel it's appropriate for them and they'd be interested. It's enough to show them some paper money, take them to the store, and point out what that amount of money would buy. For example, show them that they can get two bouncy balls for a couple of dollars or one slinky. You can even have a conversation if your child wanted a doll or a toy car that they may have to save up more money over time in order to afford that. And bam, there you go. You've just had your first conversation about spending choices with your kiddo. Just a note, I gave some suggested allowance amounts in last week's episode, but I encourage you to dig around a little for recommendations that might fit your family and your kids' needs. Right around kindergarten is a good time to specify an amount for a weekly allowance. This is where you can add in other little lessons like small things can be more expensive and store brands often cost less. And since your child is older... When they find something they can't afford with one allowance, you can more thoroughly discuss how to save up and explain how many weeks or how many allowances it might take to buy the item. 
I do have a trick to help kids afford bigger purchases such as video games or American Girl dolls. I wish I could cover it in this episode because it's huge, but we just don't have time if we want to stay short and sweet. Please come back next week where I will cover our go-to system that enables your kids to afford larger items. When it comes to finally buying something with their allowance amount, we suggest letting them pay for the item in person with real cash, at least at first. Nowadays, I'm usually the national bank of mom for my kids. I don't carry their cash around, but instead I track it in a notebook app on my phone. I say that because I have to keep up with it, but they have to do the math like how much is three allowances or if they spent $9.95, how much is left. I usually round the numbers and tell my kids if they want to do the exact math to the penny, they can go for it and then just let me know how much they have. That's when they usually agree that rounding is okay after all. Anticipate that there will come a time when you're shopping and your kid wants to buy something but is completely out of allowance. You can say something like, I'm sorry, sweetie, but you're out of allowance for the week. We can come back next week, though, when you get your new allowance. Just remember what you wanted to buy so we can come back for it when you have your money. Be as matter-of-fact as possible and don't entertain negotiations. Otherwise, you may undermine your training. I mean your kid's training. Some kiddos may like to carry their own money. Others would prefer their parents keep it in their wallet, which is probably safer for younger children so they don't misplace it. There was a time when our elementary age kid wanted to carry her own allowance. When we left for the store, I would remind her to bring it, but often she forgot. Sometimes, though, she just chose not to bring it. So when she wanted to buy something, I'd say, Did you bring your money, sweetie? Even though I already knew the answer, I did this to walk her through the thought process. It also kept me from being the bad guy. When she said she didn't have it, I'd say, oops, I'm sorry, let's remember to bring it next time. If this happens with your kid, give them sympathy. None of the, I thought I told you to bring your allowance. We don't want to cheat the natural consequence and risk creating ill feelings toward the whole allowance situation. Remembering to bring their money to the store is part of the responsibility lesson, too. At the beginning of our family's allowance journey more than 10 years ago, we really just wanted to minimize begging at the store. We had no idea of the benefits that being responsible for their own spending would have on our girls. Over time, we've noticed how much our kiddos thrive on being self-sufficient with their money. It's so empowering to them, and it's increased their sense of responsibility, not just with money, but in how they take care of their things. Having to do extra chores to supplement their money also gives them a better work ethic. Bonus, not depending on us for their purchases, keeps that dreaded entitlement mindset to a dull roar. That finishes this two-part overview on allowances. I know I promised a quick summary before we wrap up. So here's a little recap of part one on establishing an allowance. You want to introduce the concept of kids having their own spending money. Decide on the dollar amount you want to start with and whether or not the allowance will be linked to chores. You can also decide whether or not you'll pay them for doing extra jobs around the house to give them more money or offer them grade money maybe when they get a little older. Here in part two, we discuss the spending side of allowances, helping your kids understand spending choices and developing systems where they are responsible for their purchases. Next week, I'll share a no-nonsense way to reward your kiddos when they choose to save up for a particular item. I can't wait to tell you about this system, and I really wish I had time to cover it here, so please come back next week. When we wrap up this series on allowances, that will be the end of season one. Woo!
<laughs> now, the focus of season two, though, will be to dive deep into issues that are really challenging, including mental health awareness, gender identity, race and cultural differences, and overindulgence, just to name a few. The purpose of season two is to coach parents on how to navigate these tough topics facing our kiddos. If you'd like a particular subject covered, though, please let me know. You can post it or PM me through the Short and Sweet Tips Facebook page, or you can even message me through shortandsweettips.com. This was Short and Sweet Parenting Tips, fresh ideas in bite-sized portions.